What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and I'm really excited to do this show today. Um, we're doing the show a little bit later than we normally do by, uh, from since last week, but we're finally getting it in. Here we got a lot to talk about. Also, a uh, programming note at the top of the show. I know some of you guys who listen to us on a regular basis have kind of been waiting for it, and we're happy to announce that this Thursday will be our Jenny Nominee Award Show. So we will be giving you guys uh, our Jenny nominations for this year. I know it's kind of late in the summer, and the show will debut. Can you get the date for the show, the official Jenny Award Show? Uh, most likely Friday, September seventh. There you go. That's that's what we're looking at right here. Remind so, the people what the Jennies are. EJ. So Ken, yeah, thank you, Kendall. Listener. So so if you have not, our, our profile's blown up you know, <laughs> over the last calendar year. That's true. Uh, if you if you're not familiar with Jenny Awards, guys, so basically, if you think about the Emmys, which is probably the best example to to compare to, or uh, or other TV award shows, we have our own award show in regards to the superhero television shows. So we have watched pretty much all of the television shows every episode this season and over the course of the calendar year. We gave you guys our uh, award of our awards for the best stuff we think we saw of the year. So it'll include best hero, best villain, best uh, episode, best series, best um, fight scene, best OMG moment. We have a bunch of categories that we try to fill. And at, I, I, we've done it two years in a row. This will be the third year. It's kind of cool that we've been able to do this now three yep. years in a row. I mean, it kind of shows kind of how we, we continue this thing. And it's been a project that we've continued to keep uh trying to strive to get better at so i'm really excited to announce that that you guys will enjoy that so that will be this thursday um where we'll be doing that show so you kind of get two new generation hero talks in one week uh, in a rare occurrence here but uh, thursday's a special show will be the nomination show so we'll give you guys all our picks for the year right before you get to the new year where we'll get plenty of new shows starting uh most of them in october so we're excited to talk about that but we're excited to talk about what we got this week as well um, we'll be talking a little bit about what's going on with James Gunn. It seems like Marvel's finally made a decision on what they want to do with him. We'll also talk about the new Iron Fist trailer that released last week. There's also some rumors about uh, uh, who could possibly be playing uh, Green Lantern and perhaps that person already rejecting the role. So there's a lot of stuff. It should be a fun show. We have a review this week, which is a surprising, I think, to most people because we don't normally do reviews when there's no TV shows or movies out. But we actually got to watch uh, the animated movie Theft of Superman. And uh, my co-host, Shamari Stewart, who is here as always, um, he really uh, pushed for this review. I guess that suggests that he really enjoyed this movie. I think it's the first animated straight-to-DVD movie we've reviewed on this show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Something we should do more often, I think. It's yeah. harder to do when, like, during, like, the television year. Like, yeah, this, in the off-season, like, now, I think it's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I think DC has been... DC has always been coming out with quality, these quality uh, animated movies. So, I mean, I think they're worth uh, they're worth looking at and talking about. Why... Did anyone... Did Marvel ever explain to us why they just gave up? They just stopped completely. Because they were starting to put together movies that were comparable. I know, you know, Kendall's here as well. I think he's about to jump in here. Yes, and you he heard him earlier today. Kendall, thanks for joining us as always. It, for There was a time period, I feel like, between from 2007 to about 2011, where Marvel put out a, several very good movies. And it seemed like after a while, they were like, uh, this, it must, it must, I, usually the answer to that question is there wasn't money in it. 
why they stopped doing things. But yeah, for, it's always the answer. From a creative yeah. standpoint, though, it's kind of frustrating because DC is continuing to uh, make that part of its um, storytelling brand a big part of it. You know, we, of course, we know what they're doing with Warner Brothers and the big major motion pictures, and of course, they have the comic books and the cartoons, and now the DC uh, Universe uh, app, which will now even expand on those things. But the fact that uh, we have we, this animated brand of uh, you know full length movies that are animated. Uh, it's unfortunate that they don't have like a competitor in Marvel in that, and to see who kind of could put out the best content. Um. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it comes down to I think one the studios. Um, because from what I'm looking, because I wanted to see like where things change. Because you're right, there was a big there was there was that time. Uh, where from it started in '06 when we had the Ultimate Avengers movie. That was like their first straight to DVD Marvel movie, and after that we had a string of movies, all made by ML MLG Productions. You know, Ultimate Avengers two, Doctor Strange, Invincible Iron Man, Next Avengers, Hulk versus Planet Hulk, Thor, Tales of Asgard, all came out from '06 to 2011, all made by the same production studio. Yeah. Then they stopped, didn't have any for two years, and we had a mishmash of you know we had the the Punisher and Black Widow yeah, movie. Trash yeah, movie. We had the Captain America. Those type yeah. of movies. You know, <laughs> those movies are terrible. Yeah. And just a mismatch of different studios. Some by actual, some by Marvel Animation. Uh, and so since then, we haven't had anything really. 2016 was the last one of the Hulk movie, where monsters dwell. Which I don't know. It was that. That one actually might have been based off of the Hulk. Uh, the Hulk show that we had. Okay. Uh, monsters, Agents of Smash, but. Or at least in that same type of universe. But, yeah, and Baker 06, which obviously the theatrical release. But, um, honestly, I think it, the change, you can look at it behind the scenes, the change came from that change of studios. That makes sense. Production studios. But beyond that, we also, that's also around the same time where Marvel moved away from uh, Earth Mighty's Heroes and Spectacular Spider-Man and yeah. anything outside of their umbrella. Or anything outside of like the Marvel animation umbrella, mm-hmm. they wanted to aggregate everything to fit the MCU narrative, yeah. and I think it's hurt their entire animation division. So I think that's kind of where this uh, originated. I agree with, and I agree that I think it has hurt them because I don't think that they've had. I mean, they would probably beg to differ, but I don't think they've had better content from since. Like, I think the movies and cartoons that they've done since they moved away from that production studio. It's all been worse. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, what have they produced recently? I would say it's like excellent. That's animated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Earth Mighty's Heroes was the last thing they did that was excellent. I everything else they've done has been okay to decent, to good. Um, I mean, I love the Wolverine and the X Men. I don't know when it that was before that. that was that before? Yeah, Wolverine and X Men was oh nine. Yeah, oh, it was oh nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I've so heard the Avengers Assemble gets better. It just started off way too slow for me to pay attention. Yeah, they did it way too vanilla um, to begin. And what was Armored Adventures? Uh, that was also before that was nine. Yeah. That was also nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. all that stuff is from that back in the day era. Yeah, yeah. Their shows now are definitely not nearly as good. Yeah, Earth's Mightiest Heroes ended in 2013, and then Avengers Assemble aired like a couple of weeks later. Yeah, I was gonna say it started right after May of 2013. Yeah, since then. It's been just, like I said, all their stuff. I do need to give uh, that Spider-Man show a shot. I've watched a couple episodes and not... It, it looks very different, man. The art is is 
wacky. The character designs and stuff. But 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 that doesn't mean it's not good. Like again, yeah. I watched those episodes and I was like, I, I was kind of digging them. And it's one of those shows where I think I kind of need to start from se- season premiere and then like watch it through because it definitely was like a linear story that they were telling, which is I like. I like those kind of seasons. Yeah, and it's not so connected to the MCU. Um, yeah, I mean, they were doing, like, they had Miles Morales in there, like, they had, like, they were just doing whatever they wanted. It yeah. didn't make any sense. I mean, I feel like the, the Marvel animated, the Marvel animated shows were best when they just didn't care at all about that stuff. Yeah. When they were yeah. doing, uh, you know, X-Men stuff. I mean, they don't even really do X-Men anything now. Well, yeah, that was that's the whole, a whole uh, anti-Fox thing. Yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole anti-Fox, like. So there's no X Men. <laughs> I mean, they don't barely no have X Men comics. There's no X Men. Nothing going no on. No fear that. Thank you guys. The bold prediction. We will have an X Men animated show before we have an X Men movie on the Marvel. What about Fantastic Four? You mean okay? When you say X Men movie, you mean any of the X Men showing up in the MCU? No, I mean X Men movie. Just an X Men movie. I, I mean, I would be. I, I think. I think. I, mean, I think that's pretty bold because like it takes a while to like develop, as we've seen with Young Justice, to develop anim- animated content. Like it takes. Because you have to literally make it out of scratch. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, but I think I think that we're all kind of waiting for like that shooter drop of like the, when the movie happens. Yeah. I think that we're going to get... Because that's... You're right. Like the idea that we've had all these years and they haven't touched the X-Men in any way. And the X-Men was their best animated property. Absolutely. From was, the absolutely. X-Men, the animated series to... I mean, I you know I love X-Men Evolution and... They've gone to that well over and over and over and again. And like, they just stopped. Yeah. And then it was like, no, no worries. You know. <laughs> So like that's been there. That and Spider Man has been the two most consistent Brett, animated, and butter. you know, properties. And now they're just like, you know, just go full tilt Avengers. You know, Avengers everything. I know that the Avengers are again prominent in the MCU, so that's why they're doing it. But and I, I always felt like the X Men kind of always a great comic book. Like to me, if you were gonna adopt a cartoon for a comic book, I feel like the X Men always seemed perfect because the the mutant universe is so vast. Yeah, there's like hundreds of characters like it'll never get old like sometimes with the avengers like i mean the one thing about the avengers is that because they're the avengers you can kind of make anyone a villain right you can pick anyone anyone who's major could be a threat to where all the avengers have to come together but at the end of the day it still kind of becomes like you know who's the next heavy hitter that they have this week but with the x-men like with all those shows i mean yes they all kind of use end up using some of the same characters but they all had different takes on them yeah and none of it felt stale so I feel like we're seeing a little bit of that with the gifted as well. Absolutely, yeah. I I, I think there's I, for me. I think to piggyback off your X Men idea, I almost think it's more like he will get Fantastic Four like that. Because I feel like, I mean, the X Men is not a dead property yet. Whereas Fantastic Four, that could be the way where they feel like we can rejuvenate. That's true. People's minds by having a good animated Fantastic Four show because people would watch that. It's one thing we've seen from Marvel. They have decided that they love to. Uh, preview their and DC does the same thing they do with their animated movies uh, preview like people they want to put on the big screen on on animated yeah. and see how it goes and I think that's why we got a Suicide Squad movie yeah Arkham also on Arkham was received so well yeah it's like all they had to do was do that movie and said so they did something completely yeah. different I mean like you talked about Marvel I mean we had Luke Cage and Iron Fist prominently on Spider-Man, on a Spider-Man show, show. It made no sense Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, they knew that they were going to introduce those Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy appear on... Whoa, they were, were they on Earth Minus? Or were they on... Uh, 
they were on one of those shows. Might have been, I mean, they were definitely on the the second one. Yeah, might have been I on think the they might have been Earth Mightiest too. Uh, yeah, might have been their introduction. Um, the Inhumans were on Hulk: Agents of Smash. Exactly. Um, that's when I got my introduction to them, and so like that. I mean, that's an, it's an interesting strategy that they use. You know, Ant Man was featured heavily on Earth Mightiest Heroes. Um, so, I mean, it may try to do that. I, now they, we've had plenty of Fantastic Four shows had. That, so multiple Fantastic, Fantastic Four, four shows, uh, movies, yeah. yeah, a million Fantastic Four shows dating back to like the, the 80s and 90s, but um, it might be just good just to remind people that it's not bad. I could, I could do, I could, I could dig that for sure. I gotta rewatch the new one or the fairly new one. What wasn't that garbage? See, I don't know if it's garbage. I, I didn't even consider. I, feel like it. I watched enough, and I was like, this is, kind of, this is kind of trash. As soon as I saw that, you know, thing was spray painting the four on his chest, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> they had an episode, I think, where, like, the thing fought the Hulk. They did. I think that's one of the episodes I watched, one of the few episodes I watched. Like, I gave it a shot, and I, yeah. I remember being like this, I can't watch this. Yeah, man. I, they just didn't, I don't know, they, they didn't do a good job with that show. They should definitely give them another shot. I mean, Fantastic Four also have been very good on cartoons, so, like, you know, it's it's worth giving them a shot on that. I could see that as well. Um, let's start off with the show now, let's, uh, as we went on a tangent there, and let's uh, bring the focus back to James Gunn, because like I said earlier uh, on the show, Gunn is officially out at uh, Disney, so Variety got the exclusive report, shout out to Justin Kroll, he's the one who got the scoop, um, after a meeting that they had last week, see things to be flushed out, which uh, turns out was really more of a courtesy meeting from Disney, uh, Disney and Marvel uh, have decided to stay by their guns, specifically Disney uh, studio, uh, Disney Studio, Marvel Studio Chairman Alan Horn, uh, stick to their guns in deciding to uh, remove... No pun intended. <laughs> stick right. to their guns. I know, right? Or I didn't even think about not that. Not stick to their guns. <laughs> yeah, they're not sticking to their guns here. Um, but yes, uh, they decided to move on from James Gunn. Uh, apparently, Kevin Feige was not at this meeting because he was had some other conflict, but uh, it's w- the idea in that People, sources close to him feel like he would probably be on board with whatever. Not at the meeting. <laughs> they told him, don't show up when we fire him. Because uh, we ain't trying to have no, no issues. <laughs> like, he's like, I ain't going to be there then. Um, like, Yo, you, can't, you can't Skype this dude in. You can't, like. It does seem weird that the guy who's, like, who's making Disney billions of dollars, like, they don't, like, he has no decision making, like, you know, like, power in this kind of thing. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he was not in this meeting, but that did not matter. Uh, well, it probably maybe didn't matter for Gunn because he, he ended up not being retained. Dave Bautista already went out there and his, his voice his displeasure about them not keeping James Gunn. The word is that there will still be uh, usage of his script, but uh, that I saw someone saying that the script could end up being uh, you know fine-tuned by someone else. Very likely, I would say. Yeah. I mean, if the guy's not doing it. If someone else comes in, especially someone big time, you would think they'll tinker it. Yeah, they're going to look at that too. So, so this has been a, a pretty a, one of the more bizarre ongoing sagas I think I've covered on this podcast. We've all covered on this podcast. I go to you, Shmai, first. What do you make of this being what it seems to be the end? That Gunn is no longer with Disney and Marvel. He's no longer doing Guardians. That we now can move forward into saying, okay, well, who will be the new director? It doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, 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 I kind of knew from the beginning that when they fired him, you know, they weren't going to rehire him. You know, like that's just... Disney, the company, can't, can't you know, bend the knee to borrow a term from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I mean they, can, they can't be like, oh, the fans are upset. No, like, they fired this man. 
you know like they're not going to be like oh we were wrong you know and too many people are still mad at gun you know for them to you know if i feel like if everyone literally everyone like if he did nothing wrong and then they fired him yeah <laughs> like they might look and it's like but no like still a lot of people are still like he shouldn't have said those things so right. they're not going to rehire him there's no way that that's that that, that was going to happen um so so yeah i mean this doesn't this does not surprise me i'm not mad at disney some people are like oh screw disney da, da, da. i'm not i'm not i mean look man they're they're a corporation you know what i mean like they're not they gun said those things and it <laughs> it was in the public in the public eye now so they had to save face and say we are, do not support this kind of uh language this kind of uh message so they they let him go um I don't believe they said that he can't work on any property ever in Marvel ever mm-hmm. or Disney ever, but he they they fired him from the, the project he was currently on. Yeah. You know, so maybe down the line if you know, I think this this meeting they had was like a, a good show of, you know, show of goodwill or whatever, yeah. show like we're not the evil corporation, we'll be. Yeah. You know, but but they weren't going to bring it back. <sighs> This James Gunn situation, man, it's it's gotten way too overblown for someone that's not even on camera. That, I'm gonna be honest. Say James that, you're saying, you're I'm saying not saying he's, he's overrated, he's not but fans are losing their minds. Like the entire Guardians of the Galaxy that they know is gone. When they're afraid Rock is not even gonna be Rocket anymore. Yeah, I mean he's just gonna be there walking around. Hey, Gwen, let's go on an adventure. You know, it'll be like something out on Nick Jr. Now, you know, could the movie like could the movie come out and not be as good? I mean, maybe. Maybe it will feel different. I don't know. But, like, if if this were Chris Pratt, and they were like, Chris Pratt can't come back, we're going to recast him or something, then I'd see people being like, yeah, you can't do this. You know, like, this would mess everything up. But... Getting rid of James Gunn, now some would argue that he's more integral because, like, you can have someone do what Chris Pratt's doing in Star-Lord. You can't have someone write like James Gunn. That's more of a creative thing. But, um, I don't know. It's just, for me, there are, there are a lot of ways to look at this. Because, like, I mean, there are shirts out there that are, you know, I stand with James Gunn, you know, shirts that people are selling. And I'm like, ah, that's that's a little much, man. Um, I, I understand, you know, there's the argument that, you know, Disney shouldn't, uh, cater to the alt-right, uh, trolls online. And while I understand that sentiment, the only reason why I don't uh, completely agree with that is because one, they weren't the ones that tweeted out what James Gunn tweeted out. But even beyond that, I feel like I don't know the whole story, you know? I only know what's been told to me, uh, but I can guarantee you that Disney knows way more than I do. That's way more information than I do, way more information than 95% of the people that are commenting. Probably they have more information than Dave Padista, you know. Uh, so, is it, again, I don't know if there was more for, more reason for them to feel nervous about keeping him, but maybe they know there's more tweets out there that haven't been uncovered, maybe they're more pictures out there that haven't that we haven't seen. Maybe they just don't know anything, but they're just trying to cover their bases. I don't know. But all I know is unless if and when, you know, Disney releases a full statement 
giving their entire mindset, which I don't think will ever happen, but if they did, that's when I can fully say whether or not they made a mistake or they didn't, but I wasn't in the meetings. All I know is that I have to see who's going to be hired for Guardians 3, and I if they plan on using a similar, the same or a similar script, then the movie shouldn't be that vastly affected. So... This is a behind the scenes. This is a behind the scenes move. I mean, when Edgar Wright was dropped from Ant Man, I didn't, you know, lose my mind. A lot of people did though. I know, um, and they were wrong to lose their mind. When uh, uh, the movie wasn't worse, then probably would have been with Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at the the Lord and Miller. Yeah, I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I know there was a Star Wars movie. Look at the Lord and Miller uh, solo fiasco. That turned into Ron Howard. I mean, look, there were people losing their minds, you know, just off of. But that was more of sheer like, you know, chaos that was going on at Lucasfilm, yeah. rather than Disney making a choice. We want to dump these. I mean, they did make a choice. We want to dump these guys, but like then there were all these reshoots and stuff, and it became more of a yeah. Mess. It was and it was all the all those rumors saying that the movie was coming out. It was bad and yeah, and, and Lord the, Miller didn't yeah. like didn't like Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy didn't like how they were wearing their socks. Yeah, or yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, the and even more of a problem or another problem with that was that like it happened like midway through production. Yeah, you know this is they haven't even started sense. production on Guardians three. Right, exactly. Guardians three. We don't know what that movie was gonna look like. It may have been terrible. I don't know. So that's why I, I'm gonna hold out hope that Disney and Kevin Feige will make the right choice. Um, just like I mean in in football, you know we have this Urban Meyer situation at Ohio State. If Ohio State were to fire Urban Meyer. They're Ohio State. They're going to find another coach that can coach it. It's not that hard. You know, so Ohio State's one of the best jobs in college football. Right. Marvel does a good job of hiring directors. They can find somebody not named James Gunn that can also do a good movie. Yeah. Um, now, I also, last thing was, I feel like James Gunn being available, similar to, similar to if Urban Meyer were available in college football, is somebody's going to gain off of that. Somebody... So James Gunn isn't going to be without a job no, for much yeah, longer. Yeah, he's, he's the hottest so, free agent. Of yeah, now. exactly. So if he goes to Warner Brothers, that's that's their win. Now, we can maybe talk about that later, but uh, I imagine there are some properties that Warner Brothers has that James Gunn would be a good fit for. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think that in terms of them deciding to move on from Gunn, I agree it's not that surprising. It's rare you see that switcheroo where they fire a guy for something that was nefarious and they decided oh you know what it wasn't that bad we'll just bring him back because people want him back that bad i i don't think that disney i don't think that disney i think disney knew that if they fired gun like it was going to be a situation i don't think that they did it like like half-heartedly you know i think that they kind of knew okay well when we do this there's gonna be a fight and then maybe there's gonna have to be some kind of conversation with him and stuff but at the end of the day i think they kind of knew that once they crossed that line they couldn't go back so them bring, losing, losing, leaving, losing him and, and letting him uh, walk out the door. Not that surprising. I can't really complain about it because at the end of the day, uh, what he did to me was a fireball offense. I mean, I know there are a lot of people saying, oh, he made some jokes from 10, 15 years ago. I mean, at the end of the day, look, like, we're all, like, this is a new day for for better or for worse. Like, we're all going to be judged from what we do. Everything we put on our public form our public medium that we're promoting as ourselves those are now on record you know it's just like if like you know they're they're you know people who like wrote 
newspapers and like the, their college newspaper in like the nineties that said you know black people shouldn't vote and stuff like that. You know, like like uh, or crazy things like you know Brent Musburger, the uh, sports broadcaster, had you know a bunch of stuff come out during while his broadcasting career. He had to speak for you know stuff that he wrote as a college um, as a college you know you know columnist. And he had to he had to speak for those because at the end of the day, you know, yes, there were the same people saying, well, this was 20, 30 years ago. He could have grown as a person. And that's very well as possible. But that doesn't doesn't matter if you put something on your name and, and you put it out there as you you're going to be judged. And that's how it's always been. I think people are maybe becoming even more familiar with that because now social media is making it more easier to dig out the skeletons. That's why everyone's got to be careful about what you do. On social media, and uh, I I can't feel that bad for Gun, um, because it, it could happen to anyone. It's not like he was special, and they targeted him. But they could have targeted again. They could have targeted anyone. It could have been anyone. It wasn't like they were just all randomly. James Gunn's the only person that has skeletons in his closet that's now ruining his life. Right, and I mean, and shout out to to Collider. I was watching um Collider the other day. They were talking about the same topic, um. And Mark Ellis brought up a point that I think is poignant as well, is that in that, you know, back in the 10 years, the 2008, or whenever he made these tweets, social media was still in its infancy, in its infancy yep. you know, like we, Twitter was just a place you just make a stupid comment. And then like, but no one thought about, it, mm-hmm. you know, like now, <laughs> um, you know, it's like the, the employers can go back in their records and, right. and look you up and see what you said. Yeah. You know, and it's like. It's a dangerous place for everyone now. Yeah, you know, and you know, back then people didn't care. Just like social media, just say whatever you want. Yeah, that was kind of the big the the brand. Yeah, say whatever you want. But now it's just like, no, it's that's that's not safe. Yeah, you know, you have to go back. We have guys like Ryan Johnson deleting thousands, thousands of of tweets, literally thousands of tweets. Just gone. Thirty thousand something. Yeah, that. something ridiculous like that. And it's just like, is that how do you even? How do you even delete that? Yeah, that's a scary world to <laughs> live in. He, he definitely, uh, he, he definitely uh, talked to Hillary Clinton's people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, how do you get rid of a mass amount of information <laughs> in a short amount of time period as quick uh, as possible? Yeah, Trump is all right. Johnson now. <laughs> like Russia, if you're listening, you can find some thirty thousand tweets <laughs> Ryan Johnson. I'm sure you'll be handsomely rewarded <laughs> by our press. By our press. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a it's a different like, world. Warner Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's a different world. You know, it's it's, it's crazy to think about. Now, yeah. what's what's interesting? Phil makes a good point. Um, when was the last time we talked about Ike Perlmutter, uh, CEO of, of Marvel? Uh, uh, not we talked much. about him recent, fairly recently. I'm not on this show, ago. but he he was in the news because he is like running the VA basically, and no one knows. I don't know that. I mean, that's now we're kind of delving into politics. Like the po- sure no, no, I meant like on the show we talked about him fairly recently. Oh, we did. I don't know. For I what forgot. Reason. Well, it might have been. I don't think we were talking about that. It was no, it wasn't about that. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> that, that was why he wasn't. He was like in the news. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Because he, he was like he's like running the VA. Yeah. As like the Marvel president, it's yeah, like exactly. crazy. It's all but crazy. Yeah. Regardless, uh, <laughs> he um, they, there was a lot of. I think we may have talked about him. Some, we've talked about him plenty of times before about the whole Marvel Netflix uh, television dispute and how he's pretty much at the center of it because Kevin Feige hates him, and but he's also president of Marvel, so it's nothing you really can do about it. But they're just very separate. Um, but people talk about how he still has a job, and he's the same dude that said that you know 
Terrence Howard, no one noticed Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle will be different because all black people look the same. Right. And not to be fair, that wasn't on record. That was more of a more of a, a rumor, you know, more of a report than it was like a tweet that he put out. All black people look the same. Right. But there's that. There there was smoke on him. Uh, how Shane Black? There was a quote from Shane Black saying that they wanted to do a a female villain in Iron Man three. That was essentially going to be Aldrich Killian's character, but that Ike Perlmutter said that, that he didn't want a female villain. I guess he felt it wouldn't sell toys or something like that. Uh, you know, I mean, we get the trend why people don't like Isaac Perlmutter. Yeah, I think he also said that Marvel that female superheroes are, are a bad idea. Um, so the fact that he's still he's very much has a job again. I don't think everyone. I don't think most people like him. I mean, I think I think. But then James Gunn is ousted. Right. I guess the the difference is, well, I mean, I think we all don't agree with any of those things that were said if those were truly things that Ike Perlmutter believes. I think there is a level of subjectivity to, like, those feelings. And um, there are a lot of people who say, no, you can't say that. But I, and I don't, again, I don't agree with it at all. But I think some people could say, well, look, if he doesn't like female leader, heroes, he doesn't like female heroes, like... He, he not have a job because of that? Like, I would say yes, because I feel like then you're, like, dumb. Like, that's not someone who be running a money a movie, a movie uh, franchise, particularly a movie franchise that has properties to, like, hundreds of amazing comic book superhero female villains, female heroes. Like, that's someone who should not be anywhere near that kind of stuff. But it's not my money. I'm not the one running the company. But in terms of just from a moral standpoint... I, I'm not I'm not sure if I could say oh fire him. When you're talking about again with the stuff that James, James Gunn was talking about pedophilia, you know, uh, you know all the transphobic stuff. I mean, he was like on the he was on the criminal element almost of like right, right. what we deem acceptable in our society. Where pro moderate may just be a jerk, you know, for lack of a better term. If those again only if those things are of course true or worse, yeah, um, or worse, yes. <laughs> if you want to even go further, but. Um, but though why those other things, and maybe you argue there's some discrimination, but uh, but it seems like those what James Gunn was talking about, even if they were jokes, were like way way more crossing the line. For but sure. you can make the case though that like they were jokes. Now I wouldn't I wouldn't make that case, but at the same time, like the I, fine I think that, print I think of what James Gunn did. I think what Gunn was saying print. were jokes. I don't I don't even. I don't yeah. think, I think everyone. Well, I'm just like, saying I wouldn't like defend jokes. him because they were jokes. But like. The same way Ike Perlmutter has the defense of, well, it's just an opinion, and I can I have the right to an opinion, no matter how I feel about you know how black people look or female superheroes right. having, you know, profitability or whatever you know if you said which we now deem erroneous, mm-hmm. um, I feel like James Gunn has a similar defense of like yeah I guess well, Shumari, I was joking you don't you may not like what I said yeah I guess my difference tomorrow would be that I just think that Gunn went another level of unacceptable to me and to me that's like the basic difference is that so what's the basic difference that to me it's like i mean you could make a case about black people all looking the same i mean it's not like, that it's pretty stupid it's not someone that i want running a company you can say the thing about i know should be no female heroes yeah not someone i think should be running a company but like is it is a completely unacceptable behavior for any person let alone someone running a company for someone on a company, maybe, but for a person, no. On a personal level, like, gun cross a line that every person, no one should be dealing with, to me. Which is why there's a difference there. And, look, if you ask me, I would gladly trade James Gunn for Ike Perlmutter in a heartbeat. 
I think James Gunn brings more to the table for Marvel than Ike Perlmutter has in his pinky toe. So uh, don't get me wrong. It's, I'm just saying, just in terms of the uh, the so-called offenses, I think Gunn pushed a, an envelope too far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. I especially agree with your last point. Like, I, Gunn is definitely in terms. Of, if you're talking about you know a seesaw, like who is, is, carries more weight in terms of their their um, uh, the 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 influence they have on Marvel. Now, I'm not a business person. I don't know right. what Ike is doing behind the scenes in terms of Yeah, he may be a great businessman. I don't know. He's, he, could be, he could be a good businessman. I don't know. Probably is. I can't imagine he would get there. Look, if Ike Perlmutter was running DC, he would not be making the bread that he's making. And he would not be... The DC would not be more successful because Ike Perlmutter was there. <laughs> I, I agree with it's, that, too. It's the strength of that, people, too. creatives like James Gunn. They moved him off of the MCU strictly because Kevin Feige like, threatened to quit if you had to work with this guy anymore. Because, I mean, look, not to say that the suits and the execs aren't important. They absolutely are. But a lot of times, they're, 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 they're dependent upon creatives. Whereas creatives aren't always dependent upon execs to reach fame, to reach success, to reach... Or just reach, like, critical acclaim. So that's why when I say I'd rather trade Ike Perlmutter for James Gunn, I could find another Ike Perlmutter. Even Permo is great as an executive. And outside of those terrible examples we just named and him running the VA, if he's running Marvel and you see how successful that company has been, they were almost bankrupt like 15, 20 years ago. You would think that he's doing something right. But I could trade in another Ike Perlmutter and nothing change. There's a chance I may trade in, switch in James Gunn and get something terribly worse. And that's the difference. Yeah. Hey, the um, other th- weird thing real quick about Ike Perlmutter is that like, very few people even know what he looks like. No one knows who he is because he doesn't take. And he doesn't. Pictures. Yeah, he doesn't show up in public very much. Yeah, which is a typical shadowy. There's one shadowy line. figure. <laughs> the last picture we we had of him was a picture of him and Trump, like maybe like, like in like last that year. Was like Mar-a-Lago, at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Mar-a-Lago. He's picture. like they're like through a, through a curtain. You see, it, it's, it's, it's it's a really ominous picture of him and Trump. The last picture we've ever seen of this guy, really, at the first picture we've ever seen of the guy, in like ten years. I'm saying he's like one of these shadow figures. Yeah, exactly. Shadow Illuminati. Illuminati guys. You know, only hear his voice. He's look, like, look. he's like, he's like the, one of these guys from the light. Yeah, I really, I want the, I want the Marvel Illuminati. We already got it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I want the Marvel Illuminati. We already, they run in the VA. <laughs> we don't even know. They're, they're making decisions that we don't know about. Um, so we'll see what happens with Gunn. I, I think well, now, that I do agree with Kendall that I, I think it has been a little overweighted in terms of Gunn's. Uh, Influence, like he's very good, but I do think there could be something good about a fresh voice too. Uh, sometimes it's like, I think with with, I think Guardians, even though it's a very popular franchise, I think it kind of still falls under the line of like cult phenomenon. I could be wrong about that, but I, I, even if it doesn't have that, even if it's not that, it has that feel. It's almost like people say Chance the Rapper is an independent artist, even though he really isn't. He has a feel of an independent artist and the way he promotes himself and presents himself. So, therefore, like, <laughs> it works for his shtick. Um, and I love Chance. I'm not dissing him in any way when I say that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just keeping it 100 and trying to make this analogy. So, I, I do feel like Gunn, when you have that kind of cult following, that's where you have, like, this, like, attachment where people feel like you can't get rid of him. Like, he's part of what made this successful. It's this underdog mentality, and you take away the creative and the underdog, and now things can fall apart. 
But I do feel like it is, and I think even Dave Batista and all these guys are, are, are giving themselves, honestly, not giving themselves enough service in terms of how great a job they've done in making James Gunn's work so prominent. Um, I don't think that the Guardians 2 script was like the most cohesive thing I've ever seen. Um, I think the last act kind of fell off the rails. So they did that, and like that could have been a lot better. So who's to say that you can't bring another director or another writer to come in and use what Gunn had established and create something even larger? You know, like there was someone who wrote about wrote Spider Man after you know Stan Lee and R.I.P. to uh to to Ditko. like Steve Ditko. Yeah. yeah, like other people did Spider Man and did amazing jobs. Like it's not because one person did it. Now okay, well no one can ever do that those characters ever again. It's never gonna be the same. That's not always the case. Um, my last point on Gun. I want to ask you guys: if you were, if Warner Brothers were to bring Gun on, what property should he do? Um, Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern Corps is a, is an obvious one. I think, I think Booster Gold is the other obvious one to me. Nope. I'm a, I'm gonna throw out one that's been talked about that fell apart. Throw out the the Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Yeah. Give him, give him Constantine. Give him Dead Man. Give him Swamp Thing. He could be very good with Justice League Dark. Give I him agree Gitana, with Maybe Zatara if you want. Whoever you want to put in there. But I think that could be good. That could be good. I agree. I like. I picked Booster Gold because while Booster Gold does do some stuff in space, a lot of the stuff isn't in space. I kind of like the idea that it like Gun doing something different, but like still like that involves time and space right like, so like him doing time travel i think could be really cool but justly dark i think could be good i de- certainly think that green lantern core is the obvious yeah like, that seems like something yeah. that makes perfect sense um but I, I would the only thing about green lantern core that would make give me pause and i don't it's not to say that like that anything like that other movie was trash hot garbage trash one of the worst superhero movies of all time but one of the biggest concerns was that it did not; it never took itself seriously. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping the next Green Lantern movie takes itself a little more seriously than that one did. And it, we're not going to get that with James Gunn. It, it could be 100 times better. It might not matter. But that, if there's any little thing of why I would hesitate, that would be why. If and when... I don't think Justice League Dark's coming out anytime soon. Uh, but no, I don't think so either. If, it, if and when it does, do you think they're going to call it Justice League Dark? Yeah. Yes. Because I, I just wonder, like... Especially since the last they movie was kind of bad. They the Justice League name. Like, will they even try and, like, avoid that? I mean, what would you call nah, it, though? I don't know. Wonder Brothers Dark Universe. Something like that. Nah, they, there'll never be a time when you DC can't sell Dark. Justice League. Yeah. I mean, it probably helps uh, the yeah, brand. Yeah, I don't think there'll ever be a time where it's like, Justice League. But also, just, like, not confuse people. <laughs> I mean, I guess people don't see Superman and Batman well, trailers to I understand. Agree. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, like, I mean, oh, this, like, a Justice League sequel? I mean, again, you'd have to watch the trailers, and no people yeah. nowadays don't see movies without seeing trailers, unless they actively avoid the trailers. Which you only actively avoid trailers if you know what the property is about. Yeah. So. Yeah, or or like you just heard the movie so incredibly good that you yeah. don't see it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And those people are gonna see. It. They're not gonna be like yeah, like Deadpool. so false like, advertising, like Deadpool and stuff. People yeah. just go see it even if they haven't seen anything. Right. Uh, let's get to the next story for today, guys. Let's talk about Iron Fist. So, the Season 2 trailer just dropped. The season debuts on September 7th, which is actually... Isn't that the day we just said we would do a 
isn't that the day we said we probably do the? Uh, That's when Iron Fist comes out. Yes. So, so the day that the day the day sorry the day that Iron Fist comes out. That's like the start of the new season for us. Is the the last is the where yeah. we're gonna recap everything in our, our Jenny Award show this year. So, um, they came out with their trailer. It's a lot. Here, the trailer is interesting to me because I think the action and fighting looks still much better than last year. The tone, though, still he still felt a little more brooding than maybe I would have liked. Um, the Iron Fist I saw in, in Luke Cage was so much different, and then the fighting was more like this. But the, in terms of his character, it was a little more different. You know this trailer takes itself pretty seriously now it looked good though so like that's a caveat it's like okay while you could argue maybe the tone of the show didn't change that much the it seems like the the level of 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 action and drama in this season seems to be up a notch so that's a positive from it but um there was any negative i had i I did feel like oh i thought i'd see maybe a little more fun in this trailer and there's really none of it Davos, it seems like he's setting himself to be the main villain of this season. We didn't get much Meacham stuff. Uh, we see daughter Meacham in one shot. I don't know if we even see the son. Some once in there. I really, I, I'm looking at he's it again. Like, I don't like grabbing remember. somebody. It was like at near the end, I think. Yeah, it's, like it was like in the dark. Yeah, so we didn't get much Meacham action. I, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the we saw, the, the son Meacham. What's yeah, his name? Ward. 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 Yeah, yeah I, Trump I, Jr. Ward. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. Like they definitely base his character uh, on Trump Jr. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed Ward, so I didn't see him much in this trailer though. I think in an action-packed trailer like this, that's probably not that surprising. So uh, I'll toss it to Kendall first. What'd you make of the Iron Fist uh, season two trailer? Oh, uh, man, uh, I thought the Iron Fist season two trailer was solid. Um, I still don't like the mask. Uh, the Iron Fist mask that him and Davos are wearing in the flashback. Well, clearly that was some kind of training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just hope that's not the... uh hope there's more to come with the Iron Fist costume. But, uh... No, I thought that... I thought it was a very good trailer. I do like the look of the green hoodie with the yellow you know, mask over his face. I think... I don't think that one... I don't want that to be his costume. I don't think it will. But no. it's definitely a better allusion to, to the Iron Fist costume. Um... I liked Davos' energy in this trailer. Uh, you know, he's definitely going with that, that Steel Serpent type of moniker, it seems like, with the tattoo and stuff. But I don't know. Um, I'm definitely holding out hope for this uh, this season. You know, we, we, we switched uh, showrunners. You know, we got Scott Buck the heck out of here. Yeah, man. Get him the heck out of here. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Buck, man. Ruined Inhuman. No love for Scott Buck? And then no love subsequently Buck ruined show. Iron Fist. In like in like the span of one month, <laughs> I know they like came back back to came out back to back. Yeah, funny it was like I was talking to our dad and we were talking about Scott Buck, uh, believe it or not, and he asked he was like what is this, what did he even do? And in my head I was like I don't even know, but apparently he did Dexter, so that's where he got his, Dexter his name. Is an excellent and show. Dexter is a popular show, yeah. so um, I guess that makes sense why Marvel was like we're just gonna throw millions of dollars. Yeah. There. Or whatever they paid probably millions to do these two shows, and he completely flops. Just- it shows you that like you could have great creators who like they do one thing great, but like their next project yeah. is a different project, and it might not yeah. come and out look, as well. It'll be, it'll and be Dexter honest. is totally different than 
Yeah, Iron Fist and Inhuman. Yeah, there's no. He, to be honest, he wouldn't have been yeah, my pick really is. for now. Yeah. Like with that information, <laughs> he wouldn't have been my pick to do either of those two shows. Um, but uh, Raven Metzer uh, is the new showrunner. She did Sleepy Hollow and Falling Skies, uh, two other shows that I know are fairly popular. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Um, but that gives me some hope that we'll get a, a different feel. Um, this is the one show where if it's like not the same as season one, where I'm like, this feels different, I'd be fine, you know, because season one wasn't that great. Yeah, that's what I mean. To me, that was the only thing that like I kind of, Shamari, I, I kind of hope there was even a more drastic change from last season. To me, this season looks more physically brutal than last season, uh, just from what they showed us. Not that last season didn't get violent at times, but it just this one seemed like it seems like Danny's gonna have his hands full. Uh, they gave, showed us they showed us more in the trailer than maybe they did in other trailers. So what did you think of uh, the season two trailer of Iron Fist? I think it looks good. I mean, it looks like there's gonna be more action, which is always good when it comes to Iron Fist. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the Meachams, Joy Meacham, Ward Meacham. You know, I'm wondering what they're plotting, how that's gonna. How, how, if, and, and how, uh, that would coincide with, uh, Davos's storyline. Um, and I'm also, in, I'm also interested in seeing how, um, uh, Colleen Wing and Missy Knight show, uh, how they, how Daughters they show of the up. dragon. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very, very interested in seeing that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing the season. I mean, it looks, it looks very interesting. I like Danny's look. I, we haven't seen any kind of suit yet. I don't need a suit right now. Honestly, a lot of people are talking about a suit. I don't need a suit right now. <laughs> I agree. Honestly, I think that that's been the one thing people keep talking about with him. And like, I'm, I, I'm kind of okay if he's like, he gets a suit like next season even. Yeah. To me, like, I think the end of the season, this season makes sense to me for them to have a suit. Yeah. But I feel like this is a character. For some reason, more than the others, where I feel like his journey is only beginning. Like, I feel I felt like with, Mark, with Matt and Luke, like they kind of got to where they were gonna be quickly. Whereas the character they gave us was someone who like left Kung Lun early, didn't kind of finish his training, even though he's the Iron Fist. Like, I don't think it makes sense that he would like in one season. Oh, now he's the greatest Iron Fist. He has a costume and he's just he knows everything. Like, right. this is someone who really does need to find their way. So I think that the whole thing of give him a suit, give him a suit, I'm like, I don't think he really needs a suit that quickly. I think from a storytelling standpoint, if it isn't until the end of the season or even next season when he gets his suit, if they can get to next season, hopefully that the season is even good, um, then that's cool. I think that actually would make sense from a storytelling standpoint. And, and I just want a good season. I don't need a, a suit. Bells and whistles, yeah. Yeah, I don't need the bells and whistles. Just give me a good story. Give me good action. You don't need a suit for that. You know, you just need good. Yeah. Good uh, action, chore- good stunt choreographers, um, and a good script. Uh, my last thing on Iron Fist is how do we feel about the fact that they have, I mean, clearly they're going with, I mean, they're going with Steel Serpent and it feels like a copycat villain type thing. And, I mean, Netflix has tend to, they tend to do that. Um, that an issue that we have. That I mean, they didn't do it last season with Iron Fist. I think with the difference is... Now we go see how they do this season. It, it, to me, it looks like he uses the fist a lot. Like that one of the biggest issues is that he didn't use his iron fist that much. 
yes. one of the biggest issues of it. That when he used it, it was really good moments, and but like they were very rare when it happened. Uh, probably a, a CGI uh, budget that was an issue for that. It seems like in this trailer he uses it more, and then you have a second guy who has a fist. It seems like so he's going to use one too. So maybe they've expanded that budget to where he's going to use it more. But I'd actually argue that if they don't use it that much, it won't be as big an issue because from something like Iron Fist, where a lot of it is martial his martial arts. Another great martial artist. I mean, that, that's kind of the guy he should be fighting. Like, yeah. He, yeah. I kind of would rather see him fight someone like that than like. I don't, last season, who was who was the villain last season? Madame Gao? Like, <laughs> the hand. It was the hand that kind of has a hole. And well, like, the Bakudo, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like he, yeah, and he didn't really present the challenge. I, you know, like that season was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, we, yeah. There was a lot of issues with it. Meechum. But like to me, like that, like uh, to me, like he should be fighting someone. Like it should be a hand-to-hand combat villain. So he's kind of like the serpent a, makes a, sense a martial, to me. It's like, it's like a martial arts movie, right? Exactly. Like you don't want him to fight, you know, some some robot at the end. You <laughs> want him to you want him to fight another martial yeah. artist. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm totally cool with uh with them going that route for uh for the villain there. Let's move on now and talk about the Green Lantern, which is some, not something we talked about a lot uh, very often on this show. One but, in a long list of DC movies. Yes, that, <laughs> that was on that original slate that they put out there in Comic Con like like three or four years ago. That we have not heard pretty much anything on since. That and Cyborg, nothing. Radio silence to the point where we keep Besides, asking, uh, to the point where we keep asking Ray Fisher, "Are you Cyborg?" And he yeah. kind of doesn't even know. Yeah. He says he hasn't given up hope, which I'm like, giving up hope? You <laughs> you are signed to be Cyborg. We mean giving up. Oh, hope. The only guy talking about Cyborg is the guy uh, that played Silas Stone. He's the only guy saying, oh, yeah, we we doing that next year. <laughs> people are like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's 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 a lot of issues with those two movies. But there, we did get a little bit of word of something that maybe DC trying to cook up in regards to the Green Lantern. So uh, the the gossip blog Crazy, what is it, what is it, uh, Crazy Days and Nights, they came out with a a uh, scoop that apparently that they were looking for an A plus actor to portray uh, the role of Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, in this movie, and that actor actually turned out to be revealed to be none other than Tom Cruise, who Shocker. is been linked to this role <laughs> for a very long time. I would say several months at least. I don't know. If, I wouldn't say a year, but it's been I feel like six months where we've kind of heard this rumor. Yeah, of ever since uh, Tom McQuarrie, Chris McQuarrie's been linked to direct. It's been in the, it's the been Tom deal. Cruise being the possibly the package deal to be Hal Jordan. The interesting part of this is that it seems like as of today or as of right now, Cruise turned the rule down. Why he turned it down is fascinating because apparently. Spoiler the alert. ruler, and this is a minor spoiler alert. So if you if this movie ever comes so out, if this movie ever comes out, and, <laughs> and if this ends spoiler up happening, I guess it ends up being a spoiler. <laughs> I kind of was didn't know if I should read it because I was kind of like, well, but I felt like I'm a, <laughs> I don't care, I'm a news person. So I feel like I have to know why he didn't turn it down I mean, for any 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 of these listed DC DC movies. Yeah. Like, we don't even know if it's gonna happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, so like, you might as well just figure out what, what's going on. Kind of wish like, I had spoilers from like, these movies that will never come out. Yeah, it's like fan fiction at this point. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like it's like. Just read it. But apparently the reason why he turned it down is because the Hal Jordan character was going to be killed in the movie. And he, quote, wanted no part of that. So, of course... I'm surprised he was willing to just say that. 
I mean, these aren't quotes. These are, you know, sources. No. <laughs> <laughs> say on the record, yeah, he's gonna die. I want no part of that. Yeah, these are sources saying. Are you allowed that to say that? These sources probably paraphrasing or, or kind of describing the, the details of their meetings with this. So, a lot of stuff to unpack there. You know, DC eyeing Cruz for the role. Cruz possibly turn, turning it down um, because of the fact that how Jordan is gonna die. Uh, for me. I guess I'll start on this. I, I feel like Cruz was right to turn on this role of how Jordan's going to die. That seems dumb to me. Uh, I understand that it seems like, and we've seen some of the rumors we've seen about this movie, that they're hell-bent on trying to in- introduce someone new as the Green Lantern outside of Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan in it, they want to have another element to the movie that has... Uh, you know, possibly a female, possibly a, 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 a you know person of color, who are who are in who are wearing the ring along with Hal Jordan. While that's all understandable, and I get that, I think that that is a smart move. I thought that DC kind of was on the right track when they were kind of promoting this movie as a Green Lantern core movie, and it being you know multiple Green Lanterns kind of being a part of it, and Hal Jordan is a comic book icon. I don't think that anyone wants to see him die. Um, so I, I think that if that's the reason why he turned it down, that was smart because that sounds like a bad idea. Also, I mean, I think DC needs to move away from this dark, these dark stories. Exactly. Where, you know, Hal Jordan's dead, like dead in the rain at the end at Sinestro's feet, you know, <laughs> and it's like it's dramatic music. And no, and John John Stewart's like, I will avenge him. And it's like, come on, man, like. We don't need to go that dark for the first movie, the first Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah. You know, we're killing off Hal Jordan, we're killing off the good guys, and it's like, we don't need to do that right now. We just need to introduce the Green Lantern Corps, introduce the main Green Lantern and a bunch of other Green Lanterns, you know, like, so yeah, I agree. I don't want to see Hal Jordan die. As for Tom Cruise playing Hal Jordan, um, I don't really want to see Tom Cruise play Hal Jordan. I feel like Tom Cruise plays kind of the same character in every single movie. And I don't want to see Hal Jordan. Yeah. I don't want to see Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. <laughs> people yeah. said people said that uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise portrayal in Top Gun is basically the the prequel to Green Lantern. Ah, <laughs> his character Tom. there is basically Hal you, Jordan. Hal Jordan, pilot. <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, I mean, I, like like I said, the the assumption was that Cruise and McQuarrie were going to be a package deal for Mission Impossible to be in this Green Lantern movie. Uh. Now that Tom Cruise is passing the role because he's not interested in a, a one year deal, it makes me feel like what other who are the, if they because you use the term A plus actor. There aren't that many A plus actors. Out that's there. the room. That's the term that they use. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if they're if they're looking for an A plus actor, I would say Tom Cruise is an A plus actor. Yes. I mean, who else could they be looking for that's in that mold that would fit? That would they would that would want to do this movie. Um, the talk was, you know, everyone's connected Army Hammer. I wouldn't call him an A plus actor, but everyone's connected him to this role as well. And he, him, and Tom Cruise don't really fit in terms of that. Totally, yeah. Army, Army Hammer is like six three. He's bigger, he's younger. No, Cruise like five seven. Yeah, he's, he's only like thirty something. Tom Cruise is forties, fifties. You know, so it's a much different character or much different character type they'd be playing. So. Um, the idea definitely feels like they're definitely going for that. How Jordan is going to be the the vet sage, 
Green Lantern, and if there's going to be some sort of buddy cop, then uh, John Stewart will be the rookie Green Lantern. You know, the Lethal Weapon. You know, it'll be the Chris Tucker, uh, Rush Hour character. Um, or it would be like <laughs> it'll be Will Smith and Men in Black. You know, that that would probably be the and Tom Cruise would be the Tommy Lee Jones. That's kind of the way I looked at this. Um, or not Tom Cruise. Hal Jordan would be the Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, they also have a rumor that they might do Jessica Cruz or Simon Baz as Green Lantern as well. Yes, that was the talk uh, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know if was was that not was that debunked? I feel like uh, I don't. I remember we talked about it, and there was not much more about it. Cause then, like, I feel like Warner Brothers had like an official announcement. Like soon after that, they said that it was. I feel the same way, but I don't. Remember it was exactly. Stewart and Jordan. Cause I remember being yeah, like, I "Oh, like I guess that thing wasn't about. true." Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like sure remember, they're still. I'm sure like they're considering us, it. Yeah, I feel like I remember us saying that on the show. Um, <laughs> until Warner Brothers says otherwise, I'm assuming that it's Jordan and and, and Stewart. <laughs> but uh, Jordan and or Stewart. Yeah. Unless it's all four. It could be all, which would be a complete I mean, it is mess. Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, it could, it could be, be five here. They could throw Guy Gardner in there. <laughs> you know, Kyle Rayner. Kilowog. Yeah, exactly. Kilowog. Yeah, what are they going to do with all these characters? <laughs> There's um, rumors. There was a rumor uh, that apparently uh, Mark Wahlberg could have been the Green Yeah, Lantern. did I mention that to you, Sean? It could have been the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, I may have said and that. And Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. And, oh, I don't remember all that. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did, yeah, I think I did mention that Wahlberg was in, like, consideration, and he is, he fits, he 100% fits the A-plus actor Tom Cruise mold, um, I, honestly, I think Wahlberg would be a better fit for that type and of movie. Top, and Tom Cruise, yes, absolutely. If it's, like, more of a comedic type of thing, you know, he can play, he, Wahlberg's, he's not super versatile. Well, I don't know, I'm sorry, I don't know if it was Man of Steel, but that was the, the movie I first started, and that, and... Their ideas that he's since then in that universe he would have been it would have been Wahlberg that would have been appeared in some one of those movies right um, yeah I could see Wahlberg fitting much better for Al Jordan uh, I think I disagree with you guys I think I'd rather have Cruz honestly really hey, I'm not crazy about I kind of wish they would go with someone you know kind of newer and fresher I'm not crazy about any of these things but if they went with one or the other I would go Cruz I mean I, Cruz has been the lead in excellent movies recently you know i mean maybe it's you know maybe i'm kind of just kind of living in the moment for the success of mission impossible but i've seen him headline a plus action movies i haven't seen Alan as Warburg. when was the last time he's done that transformer a plus movies that were good oh like that were good i said a plus a plus action movies Oh, like that. A plus budget, but A plus yeah. in terms of quality. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I'm like, you proved my point. Well, I'm thinking like, like A Transformers. When I thought A plus, I meant like, you know, like, like, like you said budget. Like, I'm thinking like, you know, like. Or like notoriety. Like, yeah, big, yeah. big. I mean, look, they were successful depending on, you know, what you consider success. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Let me, let me look at Mark Wahlberg's uh, his, uh, filmography. But I think, I mean, I think that Cruz, I think that Cruz embodies some of the qualities in terms of his acting and what we've seen from him that I think more resembles how he did the, the movie that you like right he did a, a couple of recent ones that Patriot I watched movie. Where he did Patriot, Patriot's Day, pa- Patriots Day and okay, uh, Deepwater Horizon Deepwater Horizon that was a huge yeah he's movie. a main yeah. person Deepwater Horizon those are very good movies and in both of them he plays like different people and they have different accents and stuff you're not all Boston 
<laughs> Pacticon, Javier. <laughs> yeah, they're not all boss. But um but yeah, I mean he's a he's a good actor. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, he, I'm not hating on him. I, he's definitely a good actor. Um but I think it's just, you know, he gets these bad roles and destroys his reputation. He's cut those checks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what it comes down to as well. Um so we'll see what happens. I mean I, I I kind of I, I don't know I don't I kind of wish that I kind of like that it seems like they're going the they're going away from the route of uh someone who's like a rookie as the Green Lantern to be Hal Jordan I like that it's someone that's going to be a veteran if they are looking the older route I don't know if I want someone as old as Tom Cruise because that to me is someone who could probably only do that role. I mean, it's in my mind, they probably kind of had the right idea when they said, like, yo, you got, you're on a one-year deal, fam. You're almost 60. Like, and he was like, no, I got more, I got more years left. And that's kind of where the, the, the crux of the issues came about. Because Tom Cruise is 56 years old. Uh, he I would think. I would, must be surgery. Well, the plastic found, surgery, found the plastic surgery does. <laughs> Smart will call it the Lazarus Pit founder use. I would say plastic <laughs> surgery. Um, that will certainly help you and do wonders. So. For me, if I'm looking for someone to be the the Green Lantern for you know Hal Jordan for a long period of time, he wouldn't be my fit. Wahlberg turns age probably works a little better. He's 47, so you can probably get three or four movies out of him still, and he is in great shape. Not to say Cruz isn't. Cruz is also in great shape. I mean, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he looks like he could wrestle in WWE. Like that's how fit he is. So I, I feel like I wouldn't have to worry as much about age. I probably want someone a little even younger than him. Maybe someone like their early forties, late thirties, someone you know around the age of like Chris Evans, maybe. But uh, but I don't think Cruz is a terrible idea. I didn't love him when we first talked about it, but I'm warming up to it, and I'm I'm happy that he he put his foot down though about them killing Hal Jordan. I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. I think that would have been dumb. Uh, I think that would have been kind of a, a weird way to try to. I'm assuming if he died, that would kind of push whoever the other Green Lantern is kind of into the forefront as the Green Lantern. And I don't know if you need something cheap like that. Like, I think that there's other ways you can make that person the alpha dog and let kind of how pass the torch than having him die. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's other ways to pass on, you know, um, superpowers. We don't, we don't always need an Uncle Ben or Thomas yeah. Wayne or you know these these guys that just like die off and it's just like that's kind of a you, movie that's you, really a movie trope. i need you to honor me and it's like come on man why you gotta why you gotta come on a popular name that i've also seen for hal jordan is james martin aka cyclops oh how old is james martin that's a good question how old is james martin on, on the surface i don't hate it i see james martin i don't know he has he has a little bit of stink to to his name after some of those X Men movies. I mean, he's long, long, a long, long time ago. I mean, he's in, yeah, he's in Westworld now. And he's forty four. It fits your description. That's probably close. Yeah, that's close to the age I'll be looking at. And I, also, I think people aren't too excited about this uh, the Sonic movie he's gonna leak. So um, I, I don't mind Martian. I kind of think that like I don't mind Marvel him. had not to say that they should just copy Marvel, but like Marvel did <laughs> do a great job of like. Know, giving a chance to some actors that like the reclamation project. Yeah, that were kind of reclamation projects, and they took the most out, made the most out of it. So I don't know if I'm like just eyeing for that guy looking for a check. Where or Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. 
Right. You know. You know. So like with like you know someone like Mars, I think kind of fits that role. Like someone who's like been in good stuff, kind of had a mixed bag of career. I think for how Jordan like kind of the roles he's played, how he looks, he kind of fits the role to me. Um, what about Channing Tatum? He could be someone. No, nah, I don't want Channing Tatum. <laughs> Dang. I don't want Channing Tatum. <laughs> Andrea, my girlfriend, would kill me for saying that. But you I, don't want Duke. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want Duke. How old is Channing Tatum? Oh, take a guess. I don't know. Thirty-four. What should we get, Shamari? Thank you. I'm gonna say I'm. Uh, I'll put the difference between thirty-three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 38 EJ was right he's old oh, close yeah, he wasn't right. so yeah I feel like he's older than we think cause he's someone that I think is always gonna look kinda young yeah yeah true I don't know it, and he plays how Jordan he plays is these, like like young stupid characters yeah and like, how, like yeah, to I me like I it can't it's every time I think of like him uh, I, you know I know he does do a good job kinda like getting out of role but I, f- I feel like I think of him always as like clown not even clown more like if he's gonna play serious roles gonna be, <laughs> gonna be more like a straight laced you know, straight lace kind of role. I don't feel like that's how Jordan. Someone who kind of paints outside the lines. Right. I think that I can't imagine that that character who's so stiff all the time would be like the guy I would want. He's gonna be Gambit. I didn't want him to be Gambit. I didn't want him to be. Now, one of the popular names I've seen for John Stewart is uh, John Boyega. I can see that. That's somebody. Somebody has been thrown out there. So let's keep that in mind. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about, we just mentioned Deadpool just a while ago. Uh, we got some word that, uh, David Leach, who did the, uh, second Deadpool movie after, uh, Miller got, got out of there and decided that he didn't want any part of that project. He did a very good job with Deadpool 2 and that now there's word that he is returning for Deadpool 3 or whatever the third installment of Deadpool is, whatever it sounds like. There's rumors there might be Deadpool X-Force and we don't know what exactly the deal is, but the third installment of Deadpool will be. Uh, led by David Ledge. So, Kendall, I mean, Shamari, what do you make of uh, that news? I like this news. I enjoyed Deadpool 2 a lot. I thought Deadpool 2 had a lot of heart. Um, and I I just, I thoroughly enjoyed Deadpool 2. So, I mean, I think with him and Ryan Reynolds, I think it could be another, a recipe for another uh, another big box office hit. I have yet to see the Super Duper cut. I feel like there's more in the super duper cut that that we can see uh, from this movie, and I mean the marketing for for Deadpool two was was great as well. Um, though the lead it probably wasn't as good as Deadpool one though. Actually went recently went to um, you know you go to any your local electronics store, Walmart, Best Buy, whatever. But I saw a shelf with it had all uh, it was all Deadpool two, but it was all these other famous movies. Yeah. Assassin's Creed with like just Deadpools <laughs> really? and like Logan with the Deadpool and all these other movies with just Deadpool. They always they not like Fox has been they knocked that stuff out. And of like the they they the do promotion. such a good job yeah. with that. It's so funny. So I mean I just I, I feel like I'm I think this is just this this character, um they just had this character down so well. Yeah. So I I think this that's just gonna be a success. Yeah, God bless uh, Ryan Reynolds because he he was so hell bent on like making again doing this character justice from so long ago, and through his trial and tribulations, with not only with his own career but with his character, we still got to this point with him. I think that, I just think that he deserves a lot of credit because as much as Miller was his running mate in terms of to get creating this universe for Deadpool, I mean Ryan. Without Ryan, I don't think we get all this. 
So even yeah. the the promotion, everything, all of that kind of comes from him and Miller's idea of what they wanted to do with this project. So they both deserve a lot of credit. And I think that Leach deserves a lot of credit for, for, for taking the baton and doing a great job with too. Yeah, especially when everyone was so worried about uh, the way the character was even going to be introduced um, or the way the movie would, uh, you know, hold after Tim Miller's uh, departure. So, I don't know. I mean, I, this certainly isn't bad news because, like I said, David Leach did a good job in the last uh, Deadpool movie. I guess for me, um, I kind of look at it from a, what does this mean for the future of the Deadpool universe? Because if Disney is buying Fox and that merger or overtaking or whatever you want to call it, buyout is happening before Deadpool 2 comes out or before it even begins production, then is this more indication? Because there seems to be, is this more indication that Deadpool will continue on brand post the Disney mm. buyout? Because that's what people, even Bob Iger has alluded to, Deadpool will likely stay rated R. Um, and there is some thought that they won't touch the Deadpool universe. They should not. And that they may completely change X-Men, but Deadpool will stay Deadpool. Um, and that, I mean, that seems to pretty much, con- not confirm this, but it throws more smoke to that idea. So I think that that's interesting. But, um, so this may be, this may be news that is uh, completely separate of the fact that Disney is buying Fox. may have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting. You kind of tied that together. I didn't really think about that. But, the word has been the way Fox's moved and Disney's moved, at least the way they've said what they've said is that it's business as usual until every I is dotted, every T is crossed. So perhaps like maybe this is Fox just doing their business saying, All right, well, you know, we, if this somehow falls through, we certainly gonna do a Deadpool three and this is the guy we're gonna have at the helm. Uh my question would be, I guess, to Kendall or Shamari, since Kendall kinda answered it there, do you think that Disney was consulted in any way? Of, of and making this decision of having a third installment of a Deadpool that will be helmed by David Leitch. Um, consulted and like how? Can you, can like, you did they, like, did they tell them, we know you guys want to do Deadpool because of the nature of this weird situation? We, of course, would want to do that Deadpool movie. We're moving forward with David Leitch. Is that something that you guys would also want to do? Do you think that Marvel would have said they was? Do you think they gave any kind of blessing to this decision? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I I, I kind of feel like when I I kind of hear what Kendall says when he says that he thinks they're taking their hands off. I think they mean like very hands off with Deadpool. In that they're not really, um, they're just like listen, you're doing Deadpool. Okay, do Deadpool. Don't mess them up, kind of thing. You know. Just make sure it's good. Yeah, just make sure it's good. Like they're not even involved. Yeah, really. I don't think they're involved. I don't think they're involved really in any capacity. Right. Because I, I think I think they are thinking the same way in that Deadpool sells itself. Deadpool is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is involved. They have this formula set up that is successful. Yeah. Yeah. Disney kind of is what it yeah, is. Yeah. Disney's interaction really could only mess it up. Yeah. Like there's really not much they Honestly. can add to the table. So it's best I mean, for them to yeah, do whatever they Yeah, do. honestly. I mean, for them to show up and say, no, you're going to do this and that and this. And it's like, no. Now, I guess the positive for the movies is that if they change the story up a little bit, assuming it's not 
then I'm just going to take the same story that they can add more characters. Of course, that that's of you course know, a positive. But in terms of like freedom to do stories, yeah. But in terms of just like uh, the the idea the back, of, behind the scenes, right? Like they can't they can only mess things up there. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that is all positive news. I I tend to think that maybe there was some conversation that was had uh, between Marvel and, and and Fox with this because I this movie I don't think will be made before this deal is done. Or if it is, it might be right to the wire, mm-hmm. you know, because we're already talking about rumors that they're moving, they've moved back, that like new mutants won't come out, <laughs> or or at the very least they've moved it back to the point where it could be right at the at the buzzer when it comes to when this deal is finalized. We already know X Men's been moved back, and it's kind of very unclear what the situation is with that movie. So this movie hasn't even shot yet. We're so we haven't even talked about you know the DVD is just being released. So we still got a long way to go before we even get to shooting and getting things together with that movie. I don't know how that's gonna work. Is there is gonna be a grace period where like maybe Fox movie will still be released, but like by that point they'll be owned by Disney. I'm not sure how that's gonna uh, work itself out. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure either. I mean, I'm sure it takes. We need to get like a legal expert here to yeah. help us <laughs> unpack how that would end up working out for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's uh, last story for today. It's not really that much of a story, but it's something that Kendall kind of pointed to me earlier. I think it's 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 worth having a decent conversation about it. So, of course, we're all kind of trying to piece together what the future of the MCU looks. Uh, not only after Infinity War, but even post. Uh, whatever Avengers 4 is titled, and there were some interesting conversations from the Russo brothers about what that title may be. But uh, we wanted to focus a little bit on what we don't do as much on the show. You're probably used to hearing about it on the Imperial broadcast where Kendall and Shamari like to delve into theories that they see about Star Wars. And we're going to kind of bring that to this show today and talking about a theory that was on Reddit regarding the potential for uh, uh, the future of uh, the Thunderbolt Ross character. And whether or not he could possibly be a scroll. So one user, uh, his name uh, the brick, the brick pal, uh, put together a theory, uh, put kind of piecing the idea that maybe uh, uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross could actually be a scroll this entire time. We know that the uh, the uh, Captain Marvel movie will be set in the nineties. The adversaries in that movie will be the Scrolls, which I am super, super excited about. If you guys know me, I talk about the Scrolls all the time on the show. And my theories are trying to piece together how we can get Secret Invasion on the main screen, uh, big screen, because I feel like that would that could just be epic. And uh, this guy tried to piece together, or it could be a woman, I don't know, um, the, the piece together what they thought could possibly make this work with Thunderbolt Ross being a Scroll. And it reads here, quote, given that Ross... As a lieutenant general in the army, in the Incredible Hulk is not unlikely to be to think that he has been in the military for a long time, perhaps since the 90s. This could line up with Carol being in the Air Force in the Captain Marvel movie where she'll battle the, you guessed it, Skrulls. But how does he get into the army, especially if there is an alien invasion a la New York? She'll probably won't be the only ones involved in the kree Scroll war, especially if Earth has never had anything like that happen before. So they call in... The army, and this is how both Ross and possibly Carol could get involved. Now, in the Secret Invasion storyline, what ended up happening was a lot of the scrolls throughout history and Marvel Universe end up getting replaced. And they didn't die. They just were kind of like stored away on like certain 
ships and other things uh, for decades, some of them. Um, a lot of the characters were replaced. Yes, the characters were replaced with, like, scrolls that were acting as them. And the, the, you wouldn't know these characters were scrolls until they died. Um, then their body would turn to a scroll. I think right. Electra was the first one that was revealed. Um, it was a really, really great storyline. Um, this is how maybe they would introduce this this guy, making the potential of of, uh, of Thunderbolt Ross being that guy. I'll go to Kendall, since you're the one who uh, who talked about this on the pre-show. What do you make of this idea of possibly having Ross as a scroll? Yeah, man. Um, well, first, when I look at the inclusion of the scrolls in Captain Marvel, we've talked about this before, but... The more you think about it, it just there's no way that's an accident. There's no way they just thought like, oh, the scrolls would be an awesome villain or an awesome Easter egg to put in Captain Marvel without thinking about the implication of the how the scrolls are much larger much larger uh have much larger implications in the Marvel universe and the comics than beyond their their beef with the with the Kree right. <laughs> the Kree Empire. You know, like it's a lot larger than that. So um I think they're aware of that, and I think that they uh, decided to use the scrolls for a reason, uh, especially given the timing of when they're doing Captain Marvel, how we have when Avengers Four. Yeah. You know, it's again, none of this is a, <laughs> Phase Four is coming out. None of this, I think, is a, is a coincidence. Um, so the question's always been: if in fact they are going to do some sort of secret invasion, or there is going to be a character that's going to be a scroll, who would it be? It feels, it always felt a little extreme to think that they would make, like, any of the main Avengers a scroll. Um, and they still could, but Thunderbolt Ross is a character that makes 100% sense. Uh, given, you mentioned his military background, given his age, given he's not a character that, you know, like, if we find out he's a scroll, like, my entire MCU existence would be like broken dis- you'd yeah. be destroyed yeah. like whoa iron man's been a scroll this whole time yeah, kids crying yeah, exactly. iron man's been the one of the guys <laughs> that people say when he went up into space people think he never came back down. come back down and it wasn't him yeah um, i just don't think they could do that right that's like that's like that'd be bold on a level that i think would be too much yeah because we've had Civil War. I mean, we've had so many emotional moments with Iron Man. So you can't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all that, that stuff was a him. scroll. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wild, Captain okay. uh, you know, uh, Black Widow has been a character. People said this whole time she's been a scroll. Uh, some people say Captain America has been a scroll. Has been a scroll this whole time. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of theories, man. Oh, so I. God, that's what, again. That's, that's why I'm like. I don't think they'll go that far with any of those characters. The one that it's I could like, see... How's Captain America the whole time? Like, since he was skinny and stuff? Is there a chance a that maybe Hawkeye is a scroll in Avengers 4? I could see that for sure. That's yeah. why he wasn't in Avengers 3. The only thing about making Hawkeye a scroll that could be problematic is that would mean that... Avengers treatment. Right. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be two of the four Avengers movies. He was like... Fake. Fake. Yeah, he wasn't himself. <laughs> but the, oh, that also could be part of the joke, too, which would be funny. Right. Same with the bit, but I think for a movie that's going to be serious, that would kind of be weird. Yeah. Uh, it'd be unfortunate. But Thunderbolt Ross, I think, makes sense because he's not that large of a character. You could do it. It would certainly still have an impact on watching The Incredible Hulk and watching uh, Civil War. 
but you wouldn't feel like, oh my goodness, not everything I know about the MCU has been turned upside down. Maybe you want, maybe you want that feeling if you're gonna do it in Secret Invasion. That's what Secret Invasion was like. But that's just it's very gutsy to do something like that. It's funny, I, I, in all the th- scroll talks tomorrow, they're talking about Thunder Roll Ross today. But I actually thought that Everett Ross was a, a very possible, great possibility to be a scroll. Interesting for me because he seemed even more random to be showing up where he was. He's not yeah. part of Shield. He's not part of really any Marvel organization. He was a CIA, but yet he seems to always be kind of being connected to hero. these hero situations. And his inclusion always seemed a little odd. So I always looked at him as a possibility. But what do you think of uh, either Ross possibly being a scroll and that being an avenue that Marvel may be exploring? Man, anybody can be a scroll at this point. Literally anybody. Peter Parker. Peter Parker, anybody. Anybody could be a scroll. <laughs> Nobody is safe. I like the idea that Thunderbolt Ross could be a scroll. Thanos could be a scroll. No, Thanos can not be a scroll. I don't care about the chin. He's not, Thanos is not is that a scroll. Theory? Is that what people say? <laughs> um, but nah, like, it, literally anybody could be a scroll. Like, but I like this idea that Thunderbolt Ross could be a scroll because, like, he's been a thorn in the Avengers' side for so long at this point. Just constantly just being just in their way, you know, and just causing a ruckus with them. They want to try to save the world. He's like, no, you know, there's all this stuff. And he's just, he's just a pest, you know? And I, and, um, I mean, you could have that. You could have, uh, I mean, you could really have anybody at this point. You got Nick Fury, be a scroll. Well, actually, no. Is he even still around, or did he disappear? He disappeared. He disappeared. Right? Yeah. Uh, though it also begs the question: How many scrolls were disappeared? Yeah, no, that's well. true. Is there a chance that Agents of Shield ties in with a scroll storyline? And they did add on LMD, which is they fairly well. similar. Yeah. But mm-hmm. could they do something where the scrolls have been in Shield? I mean, that'd be a whole lot of conspiracy to have. Like, oh, <laughs> some of them were but, Hydra. Some of them were aliens. Some of them were Hydra. Some of them were robots. Some of them were Hydra, and they were scrolls. Like it's just too much to keep tra- track. That's, of. that's, a, that's a, that, that would be a lot of hijinks they would be going with. But <laughs> they are. Isn't the show is launching during the summer? Yes. So if there if there was any strategic MCU connection to why they were doing it during the summer, that would be it. Besides the fact that half the characters were snapped away. Right. <laughs> that's the other big part of it. Um. So yeah. That. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. <laughs> so, uh, has they has they just come out with like anything on like who survived? Are they are they just like just not touching that? Uh, they haven't um, said anything. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm kind of curious now. Like, you know, is there gonna be like are they just gonna all be back or is there going to be any? Yes, that won't even be addressed. It's gonna gotta be addressed somehow. It will be addressed. I agree, but I I I think like it won't be like oh you were gone. I think that, like probably most of them, if not all of them, were gone type thing. Okay, but I don't know. They won't even, like, yeah. That's tell you what, I mean, that that decision the Russo's made, which, I mean, again, wasn't that different from the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. But still, like, that was as bold as it gets for, like... Well, Kevin Feige probably made that decision. Well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could have been <laughs> Feige. Um, especially considering they've been looking at Thanos for a long time. That was as bold a decision as you, you can get, man. I know, like, they hedged their bets by making all the characters that you knew would probably, you know, be back because they had movies coming out in the future. Uh, be the ones who disappeared, but still, like that was, that was bold because it affected so many things. It affects Agent of Shield, um, 
we'll see how it affects the, the Netflix universe if it does at any point. So there's a lot that they have to unpack, but you know, I'm always looking for ways that they can do the secret invasion storylines. I think for uh, to do that on a movie scale would make so much sense. And I think it would be kind of smart to kind of make the and I know they've kind of done a little bit of the whole fighting each other deal with Civil War, but I do think that when you have a threat like Thanos where they're all united to try to stop this one guy, I think that if the next threat was kind of like just their inability to like have confidence in people being themselves could be really awesome. No. And that's something that really could span for movies. You could, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have to be only involved in an adventure movie. That could be something that's touched on in Doctor Strange, it could be touched on in Spider Man, like it that like influence could be built up for years and years and years. Like there's there's a lot of ways you can make this work really awesome. Do you think that they'll do this scroll storyline or the scroll reveal? It'll probably be in a post credit scene. It, it could be in a post credit scene, but will it be like someone dies and turns into a scroll? That has to be how you do it. That would be that would be a way where no matter who who or when they do it, it would be crazy. Yeah, like, it'd be shocking. Yeah. Um. That's why. Like, I if you do like the post credit scene and like somebody turns around and like, oh, they're actually a scroll. Like, that'd be like probably people be. It'd be dope still. It would still be crazy. We were still wild out. No, we would still wild out, but it would be like, oh, we were kind of looking for that, you know. But if like somebody like dies in the middle of the movie, or like even at the end of the movie. And maybe they don't immediately turn into a scroll. Right, maybe be, I think it should be later. Yeah, later, and then like they morph into a scroll, and you're like, oh, snap. That would be crazy. <laughs> you know? That's why they got to do it. I mean, you would think that these are conversations they're, that they're yeah, having in Marvel yeah, Studios. Like, and they know the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they don't, I mean, again, they don't have to do it. There's a lot of great stories they could tell in all the stories that Marvel has done. But in terms of anything they've done recently, they did Civil War, and that went off as a, with a bang. That was awesome. And the Secret Invasion thing was just like, it was like, just how they told that story, how it led, uh, led up to it was so well done. That's a story that I think they would be, it would be a mistake if they didn't try to strike on that soon. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like that's like the Obi-Wan Star Wars thing. Right. It was like, who doesn't want that? Yeah, who that it's the like, obvious no. story that they haven't done. Yeah. That they, I mean, before, remember, we thought the only reason they weren't doing it because they couldn't. Yeah. We thought, like, oh, they only got the squirrels. Yeah, and it turned out they did. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, we're doing them in Captain Marvel." And we're like, "Okay." I think they had. I think they they. I think they took Fox to court. That's my like. That's my, or arbitration. Or they, they or they 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 threatened to take them. To court. Yeah, or there was some negotiation <laughs> where they were like, "Just because you have Super Scroll doesn't mean you have all the scrolls." And then they fought, and some they came to some agreement where so they I was like, "Man, we ain't using the scrolls anyway. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever." And they said they realized Fantastic Four was trash. They were like, just let them get some of the scrolls, whatever. We're gonna sell this stuff to them anyway. So we'll, now we'll, we'll get a bang for our buck soon enough. Um, so let's get to the last uh, last bit of stuff today. And like I said, it's a, a rare occurrence, but it's our first ever movie review for an animated direct to DVD movie or direct to digital movie. So this today we're doing Death of Superman. We all watched this. Shamari watched it twice because he, he enjoyed it so much. I watched it. We all watched it a couple of days ago. Um, Shamar, I guess I'll give you the first crack at it. Since you wanted to talk about this today, what did you make of the Death of Superman uh, movie? I thought it was a wonderful movie. I thought it was a great movie. It felt like not only a Superman movie, but also kind of a Justice League movie. Um, I mean, I thought the, the action was super well done. I thought the emotion was super well done. With Superman and and his struggle and being Superman and 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 trying to have an actual relationship with Lois Lane. Yeah, I felt it felt like a real relationship with Lois Lane. 
it didn't feel like you know some of these other superman stuff it feels just like oh he saves her from a falling thing and you know she's like oh my savior is like no like he's actually trying to like they're actually having issues yeah building a relationship as clark kent and lois lane yeah and like his issues with his parents and just the whole thing was just um it was just really really well done and that fight with doomsday was crazy Doomsday's out here killing people. He's just straight up killing people. I think that was the best animation Doomsday thing I've seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Better than Justice League. Better than what? Justice League? Yeah. Uh, I, thought, yes. I, I think the Superman Doomsday movie is also Yeah, I thought really, the Superman Doomsday movie is really good. good but well. this one, I mean, when you see like how he's just like crushing people's heads, you're like, yo, this is a threat that is dire. Yeah. Like every time he was he was tangling with a Justice League member, I was like, "This guy can die any second. Yeah, that's how dangerous. And like the fact that they made him that dangerous. Other iteration, they didn't. It never Justice League is a cartoon PG show. It's never gonna get that serious. Um, even though that that was awesome and that fight scene was awesome and that too. Uh, the Doomsday, okay, that was you know not necessarily as PG, but still. You know, they weren't going to make it as gory, perhaps, as this got at times. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, that fight on the bridge was crazy. Yeah. It's one of the better action scenes I've seen all year. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it was just it was just really, really well done. Just great. I mean, and how he, he was taking out the Justice League. I mean, Cyborg was in pieces. I mean, it's just stuff that, stuff that I, 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 I haven't really seen the Justice League in shambles like that since yeah. Flashpoint. So it's just like it's crazy. It was really, really, really well done. I mean, this really showed like how powerful Doomsday is, right? I think seeing him just take out the Justice League easily. It also showed how powerful Superman is. That he was the only one that was able to take him out, and even he could barely do that. Yeah. So that seeing that really made me want to like maybe look at like the comic books. Yeah, yeah. And like actually look into the story. Kendall, you want you want to touch on what you thought of uh, Doomsday? Uh, excuse me, yeah, Dustin Superman. Yeah, I was I was surprised it was as good as it was. Um, I mean, obviously the comics a very popular comic. Um, I'm never a fan of typically of stories that tell you the ending in the title, so that's why I wasn't as enthused to watch them. Like, yeah, I know Superman's gonna die. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fight Doomsday. Ain't gonna die. But look, they told a really good story. I gotta give it to them. Um, you know, the inclusion of the Justice League was well done. Um, they did a good job of setting the story up from an emotional standpoint that made sense. Um, and I thought their way of, t- you know, tying you into the next Reign of the Superman movie uh, was very well done. So, I mean, it's not a surprise that Warner Brothers had another animation success. Um, because they, I mean, the DC animated movies, I mean, I talked about the Marvel animated movies that have uh, fell short, but, I mean, the DC animated movies, it seems like every one that comes out is just on the money. Yeah. I mean, especially since Flashpoint. Flat, was Flashpoint the first one of this, like, new... Like universe, yes, because that Flashpoint started the New Fifty Two, and right, I think and everything. This movie then. still is in the New Fifty Two landscape. You know, we're in rebirth in the actual yeah. comics. Um, 
Yeah, the only one I haven't seen. Well, the only two I haven't seen are. I didn't see Batman Bad Blood. And I didn't see uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is the last one that came out. Oh, we watched that one. Yeah, we watched that one. That one was We good. have that one. That one was good. That was, yeah, that was very good. Yeah. And um, I also haven't seen. This is like a different world, but I haven't seen Gotham by Gaslight either, which I yeah. still want to watch that one. I've missed. I, I'm. I've, I'm missing on a couple. I haven't seen Drew's Contract. Drew's Contract. Really Drew's Contract is very um, good. I didn't see uh, Batman Bad Blood. I didn't see Batman versus Robin. That's one also, right? I don't think I saw that one either. I didn't did see that, that one. one either. Yeah, that's one I did not see. Um, I'm actually going to differ from you guys on how DC has been since Flashpoint. I actually think that they've taken a step back. I but I will say I think that they're on the right. To, Direction. They're in the right direction now, and I think it started with Hell to Pay. Um, the, some of the DC movies I saw post Flashpoint, I was not crazy. You about. didn't like Son of Batman? It was okay. Um, it was okay. It, it was one of the better newer ones. Uh, that one probably I like more than most of the other ones. But I thought Throne of Atlantis was underwhelming. I liked Throne. I liked Throne of Atlantis. I I I liked yeah. I liked Ocean Master, but I didn't yeah. like that movie. <laughs> That's funny. Um. I thought that was underwhelming. I thought Justice League War was underwhelming. I like Justice League War. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm telling you. I, Justice League War, I thought, was a little underwhelming. I thought that was underwhelming. Um, I thought Teen Titans versus Justice League was okay. That was another fun one. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, they had, like, I mean, there was a run to me where DC was just hitting everything out of the park. It was crazy. You know, you had Under the Red Hood, you know, Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths, Justice League, Doom, Wonder Woman. It was every single thing they were doing. It was just like all a one. Like they were like they were hitting home runs on everything. And like I felt like Flashpoint they crescendo to a point where it was like, yo, this is just on a complete another level. And then I thought they fell off. Um, Hell to pay in this one I think is getting them I think back on track for me. Though again, there are ones I didn't see. I saw Justice Dark. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but still, I think was they they didn't they didn't hit the home run yet. I thought this is was. Closer to being a home run. I thought this was a very good movie. I can't go great, only because I thought... I think you guys pointed out the points that were great. I agree, Shamar. I thought that this was maybe the best and most interesting... I Interested I've ever been in the relationship between Lois and Clark. I mean, Lois and, and, and Clark, yeah. Um, usually, I kind of feel like for whatever reason, people seem to write that relationship very vanilla. And there really isn't much to it. I don't know what the reason is for that, but like... They don't seem to really give them much issues. They don't really seem to give them much depth or much difference into how their characters are. Um, so I've never... It's never been a comic book romance that I've really ever, like... I, I it's, it's near and dear to me because it's the romance of all... Maybe of all comic books. But in terms of just, like, their relationship as a whole, it's not something that I, like, have been always that invested in paying attention to. It's always been that's his wife or girlfriend or whatever. Whereas this movie did kind of show you how someone who's an alien, how difficult that could be in relating to someone who they they are in love with, but then also trying to hide who they are, that they're an alien. It's, it, it, they just did a really good job. Like, to me, this movie made Superman feel more alien than any, maybe, maybe any iteration I've ever seen him in. You know, with Flash talking about, like, how he told Iris, and, he, like, and, like, Superman's asking what, to him, seemed, like, very basic questions but everyone else is looking at him like he's stupid like 
you told Iris? He's like, yeah, <laughs> she's my wife. That's kind of what goes in the marriage. Right. It's like, well, what if everybody finds out? He's like, I mean, it's not ideal, but it kind of had to do this. Right. And like, and like seeing like Superman that unsure and that questioning is, I kind of enjoyed that. I thought that that was a breath of fresh air because so much of the Superman iterations that we see is him knowing all the answers all the time. Uh, actually, if there's anything I would give credit to, the only other other iteration I think that we saw of him like that, I would actually argue was Man of Steel. Um, if we're going to give credit, and I, I usually, I'm very torn on that movie. I thought that it was a mixed bag for a lot of it. But if there's anything I would give him credit to in terms of Zack Snyder, while I did not like that, I thought Superman had no personality, I think some of that was intended to him trying to feel and look alien and kind of that everything being kind of new to him. Maybe it wasn't done as well as I would have liked it to have done, but I definitely think there was a, a effort to do it that way. And I do appreciate Snyder for trying to do that. This movie, I thought, did that extremely well and just did it in a way that was very obvious, very easy to follow. Um, the fight scenes, you guys said, I totally agree, were excellent. Doomsday is horrifying in this movie. Um, and it's funny because then I, I, I watched Krypton and then the the iteration the 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 allusions to Doomsday in that show then like became like more like they, like if this guy is a factor everyone's going to die like it even brought it home even worse that like this is a this person or this thing is a killing machine and is dangerous I even dug how like they had him like in like that like hazmat suit when he first came out and then like he yeah. it kept getting ripped off and by the end of it now nah, he's out of the hazmat suit like that was even just like kind of scary and creepy to see him like just like crushing people's heads with a hazmat suit on like it was just kind of a weird i don't know where they kind of even came up with that idea so all those things were great i think if there was anything that kind of i thought brought it down for me i feel like i feel like there really wasn't that much of a story and when you're doing death of superman and you're making it a fight between him and doomsday that's what's gonna be, but there really wasn't besides the Lois and Clark stuff, which was good. There really wasn't much else to the story at all, um, and I still feel like in this recent era, the the dialogue they still haven't gotten that figured out yet. At times, it still sounds clunky to me. Um, there, it sounds awkward at times. They, they haven't figured that out yet. I don't know if they have a new director or a new vision, but I feel like the earlier movie I used to watch. The dialogue was much smoother, much more fluid. When I write, see, hear the writing or kind of, you know, hear what they're writing and kind of how they're producing it, it still comes out clunky. I thought Justly Dark was clunky. This seemed just as clunky. And that was probably something that took me a little bit away from the movie. I think the fact that it was so much action maybe helped it because like, it wasn't so much exposition of people talking all the time. But when there was talking and if it wasn't Clark and Lois or something involved with that, it seemed to like just like be completely like weird to me. It, it took me out of it a little bit. Mm. All right. I mean, I hear that. I didn't. I don't have the. I didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because he. I mean, I would. I would yeah, yeah. Movie. But like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I definitely see how that can that can take you out of the movie. Um, though a, a little side thing. Another movie we we had. I or I have to get you guys to watch is uh, All Star Superman. I watched Star Wars Superman, I you believe. I think I did. Oh, Dad, you didn't even tell me. I didn't even know you watched yeah, it. Yeah, I think I did. I, 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 I forgot know, I when I watched it. That movie came out a while ago, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a great one. It's a very good movie. It's my favorite Superman movie. 
I haven't seen Superman vs. Elite. Superman vs. Elite is extremely underrated. It was because that garbage, that art, that art looks garbage. Art. I just don't want. And so much to I know, I know. I keep everywhere. Like I keep like telling everybody, yo, yo. Shout out to the shout out to the Throne Tales crew, Vlad, <laughs> Vlad Francois, James Holly, Martin Torres. We actually all watched it together, and like we all kind of like, yo, like this art is awful, and like we kind of didn't want to watch, but we we were on a streak where we watched all of them, and the first like ten minutes were like, yo, this art, I, I don't like to do this, but you want to talk about a fight scene. I, I would say that maybe... I think that that's the best fight scene I've seen in Superman movies still. Even more than what I saw from this movie. This was excellent. Uh, the ending of that movie was epic. And if you want to make Superman look like a badass, they did that movie. And it's incredible because he looks like the Hunchback of Notre Dame for like 90% of it. But yeah. the ending and how they finished that, beautiful. That was an excellent movie. Um, I need to watch it again. I feel like I haven't. Like, I don't think I watched it since. But I remember being like, we all were just like floored by like something that looked just visually just looked so unappealing, ended up being so well done uh, in terms of being a creative project. It was great. You guys should watch that absolutely. And anyone listening at home, I, I ter- certainly encourage all you guys to watch Superman vs. Elites. Okay. Um, any last thoughts on on uh? On uh, Death Superman before we get out of here, they definitely did more than more so than most movies. They did a lot of setting up for the sequel, which we know is Reign of the Superman, which comes out next year. They did a lot of that. You see Steel, you see um, Cyborg Superman, you see Lex Luthor kind of putting himself in in a position. Uh, they they did a lot more of that than most other movies, where like it's kind of like okay, that's a movie, then it's the end. This movie was like definitely leading up to that they they put every single thing you had hank henshaw uh having his situation you had john irons having his situation like they Chad, made that Chad very Harrison, clear superboy yes superboy yeah that superboy stuff was very obvious um so this was like this felt like almost like a dceu movie it did yeah, but, it, but it was ex- executed very well yeah and i'm really looking forward to the next one i agree i kind of feel like i kind of was dceu would kind of like because I agree, it was like, it, like I agree because I just said it, but um, but it was like the DCEU, but it was done in a way that it wasn't distracting. Like I, My biggest issue to me is that that, that stuff that they did was distracting, but like the way they weaved in John Iron, the way they weaved in Hank Henshaw, it didn't, it wasn't like randomly like, here's Hank Henshaw flying in, you know, randomly <laughs> right. as I was Superman. It was like, let's weave him in and like kind of tell the story of like, his love for Superman and why he becomes who he becomes. Let's bring in John Irons to see how, why he's influenced by Superman. Like just those little, uh, you know. And you had the Superboy cabinet stuff through Lex Luthor. Like it, it all kind of worked out in a way that made sense. Kenel, do you have anything to say before we get out of here? Out of here? Um. Well, I mean, the next one is we have a Constantine movie coming out. Constantine, City of Demons. So, uh, should. Isn't there like a one? They're only doing like another one more movie too. Are they? I think I heard about I that. Heard yeah, that too. But yeah, I, I think, think I think it's coming are. out with the reign of Superman. Like they, they announced all three. Of them. Yeah, there was like yeah. there was like a trio. Oh, no, the Comic Con, I believe. Yeah, they announced. They, yeah. They announced. Um, so I yeah. think I, it seems like DC's animated for me. DC's animated division is getting on the right track. I know you guys have been more fine with it. I thought that they had taken a step back for the last few well, years. I guess for me also it's just they they're consistently putting movies out. 
Most of these movies are good. Yeah. Marvel's not doing anything. I don't. And, and to be clear, I don't think they put out anything that's trash. Like not something that was like, "Yo, that was awful." It's just I, they set such a high standard. I thought for a while, and I thought they they fell off that standard a little bit. And I'm not like I, this one I watched and I was involved and I was engaged the entire time. That's saying something. Some of those other movies I was going in and out. I was the same way with Suicide Squad. So I think this is a good step for DC. I think we should keep doing this. I enjoyed talking yeah, about Yeah, maybe we'll talk about the uh, the new Marvel show. Or the new Marvel. I don't know if it's a show or a movie. Big. What movie? The Marvel Rising. Or yeah, Marvel Rising. Secret I think it's a show. That's a show. Yeah, initially it was pitched as a movie. Well, like no. Disney Channel's supposed to have a movie coming out. Is it is it a movie and a show? I don't know. We gotta figure I don't it out. Know. I gotta figure it I out. I thought it was a show. I thought it was a show too. It, like the first episode is on YouTube. I think the first six episodes are on YouTube. I, that was what I read. Did they all get dropped? Uh, That's I mean, what I thought I heard. Might be. Um, or maybe maybe it's two different things. I may be wrong. I mean, yeah, the Secret Warriors is a movie. Um. Oh yeah, you're right. Now what's that thing on? That's on now. I think it's a it's it's a short. Well, oh, it's a series okay. of shorts, maybe. Oh, okay. It's a series of shorts that it will lead to the movie. I'm looking forward to that movie. That movie could be dope. You got you got uh you got Quake in there, Spider Gwen, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Uh, Patriot. That, that, Patriot. That that's that movie's gonna be lit. I'm I'm looking forward to America Chavez. So. That's gonna be something to pay attention to. Yeah, we'll definitely try to do more uh, reviews of uh, superhero movies moving forward. But I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys, this week. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher as well. Follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast, along with uh, Twitter at New Generation Pod. Follow Shamari on snapchat and instagram mcshan22 follow me on twitter ej underscore stewart and on instagram at action ej that does it for now we'll be back next week with more hero talk or actually not next week later on this week because we're doing the uh throwing the we're doing the, the the jenny nominee show which is our third annual so that'll be on thursday so keep your eyes out for that so that means it'll probably be out late thursday night or friday morning so you guys check that out so for kendall i'm ej peace